admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. Where's 007? I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. My God, what's Bond doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Well, tell him to pull out. Immediately. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hang on, James. The thought had occurred to me. Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. You have a nasty habit of surviving. What they say about the fittest. Do you lose as gracefully as you win? I wouldn't know. I've never lost. No more foreplay. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Bond Backwards, where we've been uh, looking at the Bond franchise and starting at the end and working our way towards the beginning and taking a sort of memento approach. Uh, we originally started this as a way of reviewing all the Bond movies before to sort of coincide with the release of uh, No Time to Die, which is going to be Daniel Craig's final film as James Bond, and uh, very much looking forward to that. But uh, given the sort of way of the world at the moment we are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that movie yes we are i mean november they originally said but they might even need to push it back further don't you think yeah i mean i don't i really don't see any really big i mean christopher nolan he's still trying to get tenant released and everyone's just like no don't just put it on vod just put it on the internet and and it's like it's diff that that's another you know can of worms and it's a different different sort of thing but like yeah, at the moment, it's not great. No one feels really safe going to the cinemas anymore. I mean, I mean, they've opened them up here in Denmark, but I haven't gone since since March. But uh, yeah, I mean, they could definitely push it till next year. But I mean, the film's finished. They're not going to do anything else to it. It's not like COVID is the pandemic has affected any films or anything like that. I mean, there have been some films that have started up again, like the new Jurassic World movie, with some very long list of precautions that they have to take. Yes. Well, anyway. Um, it just gives us more time to go through this list of, um, of films. More, more time for Bond backwards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of, no, um, speaking of No Time to Die, sorry to, to sort of deviate a little bit, but have you listened to the song by Billie Eilish? No. You haven't listened to it yet? No. Okay. I don't listen to Bond themes until I'm sitting in the cinema. If it's a new Bond movie, the first time I hear it has to be in the cinema. Oh, okay. The first time we hear the theme, that's my rule. Okay. Well, it's not. Unless I hear it by accident on the radio or something, if I can't. But generally speaking, I try and wait until I hear it in the cinema, which is what that's the experience I had with Chris Cornell and his uh, his theme for Casino Royale, You Know My Name. And it, yeah. I'd never heard the song before. And it's such a kick ass song. Yeah, it is. It's just like it enhanced my enjoyment of the film. And I think the same was true of, even though it's, I don't love it, but it was a classic, it has a sort of classic feel to it. The same is true of the Skyfall theme. Um, yeah, so I, I I feel like that's part of the movie going experience. So I don't listen to stuff in advance. 
Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think back then with the internet as it is now, it's quite hard to sort of stay away from it because everyone's just uploading it in your face on Twitter. Yeah, but you don't, you don't click on it. Yeah, I know, but it's just... You can have some fucking self-discipline. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> is there a Ralph's around oh. here? <laughs> uh, hi, Nuggie. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, I've been really excited to, uh, to get to this film. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, yeah. aren't we? The Spy Who Loved Me is where... It's the third Roger Moore Bond movie, and it's where they get it right. It's not just where they get it right. This film is a triumph. Yeah, it's um, one of the best... This, bo- this, it's one of the best Bond yeah, movies ever. It is. Um, it is also... It comes out in the miracle year for cinema that was 1977... Uh, which, you know, is also the release of Star Wars and it's uh, the release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It really feels, and a lot of stuff is happening in 1977. Um, like politically you know, or? It, well, it's not necessarily, but uh, Charlie Chaplin dies, you know, end of an era. Uh. I think Elvis died in 1977 as well. Um, uh, it's uh, But it is a big, it, it, I feel like it's one of those, let me just see, films of 1977. Uh, it's also a great year for music. Uh, you, the punk uh, explosion really happens. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, you've got your uh, uh, Eraserhead, um, Bridge Too Far, Saturday mm. Night Fever. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, Suspiria came out Ooh, in 77. Yeah, yeah, Suspiria is a good one. Um, Sorcerer, The Duelists. Cool. Annie Hall. Oh, and it was a good year for movies. Seventies was deep. a great time. Yeah, so it's um, there's a lot, lot going on. Uh, Cross of Iron, Sam Peckinpah. Um, yeah. And um, you know, so um, so yeah, so it's it, uh, it's a it's a big year. It's a crowded year, and they deliver one of the best Bond films of all time, as you say. It's it's for me. It's all the things. It Roger Moore brings something to Bond. Yes, like he does. We, we take the piss out of him a lot, and he's sort of a suave, like I'm, I'm in a casino. I'm just some guy, and it's like you, you can never be a spy. We know that, but he does have something. He has a lot of charm. He has this sort of insouciance. Um, he is, he is suave in like a totally genuine way. Like you, you've yeah. no doubt that he was like he. He spent his whole life like playing tennis and driving cars and going to the south of France and being. Roger Moore. I mean, that's that's without question, and he sort of brings that. But the the great thing about this is that he's able to summon just enough menace to be a good, um, like kick-ass James Bond, and yeah. he's young enough still that he's sort of actually convincing in the stunts. I feel like this is one of the last scenes where he's not. He, it's not obvious that most of the time it's just a stuntman. Every time he has to move faster than walking pace, uh, yeah, it's, it's, not, a it, it's not like oh, I'm going to hit you. Oh, my hip. <laughs> Yeah, and and there are some great, um, you know, some great fights and stuff. And but, but but what they also do is they realize that if you're gonna do doing Roger Moore, if you're gonna have Roger Moore as Bond, you need a certain amount of comedy. And they do this, they do the exact right amount. Yeah, of comedy. They get this, the, they uh, which get they, the... they fuck it up, of course, in every subsequent film except for yeah. um, for your eyes only. But I think they get the balance one... right in this film with the comedy elements. Yeah, yeah, they do get the balance right in this film. Um, and it's um and you know they really go for broke. I mean, it is enormous. Uh, the um the locations are tremendous. The um the sets for the especially the um you know obviously Stromberg's like yeah. submarine 
pace thing is is is, is are amazing. Um, the, there is just so 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 much going on. Um, it, it, they... I also think it's the last. This is the first film where it's not broccoli and Saltzman. It's just broccoli yeah, on his own. Yeah, bro, uh, Saltzman sold. Uh, I think there was a lot of. I think he was. I don't know too much about the history. I think he was going through some financial difficulties, so I think he sold the rights a little bit. So yeah, this was the first time that uh, Avadar Broccoli was was uh, was making a film on his own, and um, it, they also built a new soundstage uh, for the movie, which they started building in 1976, and it's called the Albert R. Broccoli 007 stage, and it's one of the last. I mean, no, sorry, it's one of the largest uh, sound sound stages uh, in the world at Pinewood Studios. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know this film literally left a mark. I mean, yeah, and it's amazing and, to think that with all with all that trouble that they pulled together something. Yeah, so good because a lot of the time when the Bond films are in trouble, you know, they actually do pull out something, pull pull something out of their ass. Like yeah. you know, we think about. Uh, Goldeneye was was a pretty good movie despite coming out seven years after um, License to Kill, or six years after License to Kill, yeah. and Casino Royale is a great way to kick things off. And you know, obviously, No Time to Die's got a lot riding on it. Um, yeah, exactly. But you know, this is this is a complete Bond film. This is like when you think about the the essence of what a non-Spectre Bond film looks like. You've got a guy with a mad plot to to end the world. Yeah. Who's got a really cool base, and who's played by a brilliant actor? They uh, nearly get this right. They nearly, as we talked about last time, they nearly get this right in Moonraker, but they really get this right in the Spy Who. Yeah, I, I like. I like with the Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. The villains have this kind of sociological way of they 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 called they they have this scheme as a way of saving the Earth. Like basically, Stromberg wants to live under the water and save the environment and things like that yeah he wants to make sea land yeah um <laughs> exactly and, and i always think about that when he blows up the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> but also but i also the other thing that links the two that chopper explode. <laughs> big chainsaw hands <laughs> okay okay uh but no, um, the thing that i think is interesting that both of them have these kind of save the world kind of schemes like you kind of understand their motives a little bit but also yeah, you gotta save, save the world by ending the world yeah kind of exactly it's, like, it's, it's, it's very elon musk isn't it yeah yeah it's very sort of like you know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few um but uh yeah but, but, but even so he's killing most people it's not like he's not he's not doing a good thing yeah it's it, it's it's basically he's doing a thanos um i don't know what that means it's avengers uh, so, um yeah people who've so seen these, avengers will know what i mean but no the other thing i, wanted... I would like to excrete marvel from this podcast please we're talking about james bond um yeah no, I, I was gonna just to finish my thing uh, before i i rambled and stuff the other thing that links the two is that they both uh have this knack for feeding their assistants when they step out of line to animals yes so we've got the dogs with um drax, drax and uh stromberg's got himself a shark i mean this is great so you've got so much in this right yeah this is like what they've done in this film, which I think is completely brilliant, is that they've taken, they've decided they're going to go really big, which is like, okay, all right, James Bond. Like, yeah. that's, that doesn't always work. But what they've done is they've taken the bigness of Thunderball and they've taken the bigness of um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service and they've added a secret source of like Egypt and the pyramids and stuff, which is yeah. fun. And, and when they play the Lawrence of Arabia theme, it's fun. 
when they play the uh, the Magnificent Seven theme in Moonraker, it's stupid. But in this film, it's fun because it's new and it's fun. They get away with it. Yeah. Um, but they, they 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 do. You know, think about how the film begins. Ski chase. We haven't had a ski chase since On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Great he, ski chase. I need you, Bond. So does England. You're like, come on, and then he jumps he's, off a cliff, and he's a fucking Union Jack. Yeah. Thing. He's on a then, He's on a mission in Austria. We'll tell him to pull out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ha ha. And then. Um, uh, then we go into uh, the, the, you know, the, the Egypt and stuff, and, and then there's all the underwater stuff, which, yeah. you know, with the sharks and with the, 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 you know, you've got a little bit of Dr. No in there, you've got the Thunderballs stuff, obviously, and it's like... Bit, it's bit you only live twice as well with the, with the base. Yeah, with the base, big time, yeah. Which also feels bigger when you get into it, and it... Yeah, I don't know. When, when you look at it from outside the tanker, it looks bigger on the inside for some it reason. It does look like a toy in someone's bathtub, that's right, yeah. which essentially it was. But um, it, it is, um, I suppose it's a great piece of design. Uh, the film looks great. I want to talk about some of our, some of our favorite uh, stuff from it. Um, uh, but have we, it, maybe some of the, I think the cast we should just linger yeah. on for just a second I, because you've got. I really like Barbara Buck back as Anya, as uh, Agent Triple X, the Soviet KGB agent, the spy, and the and I, I sort of refer to her as the spy who married Ringo Starr. Yeah, right. And, and, what, and she is a she's a great like she, she's like a perfect yeah seventies Bond girl, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, and, and um, I'm just reading on Wikipedia. It says she was cast only four days before pr principal photography began, and she performed her audition just expecting that she was going to get a supporting role and not just the lead, the co-lead. Yeah, but um, I really like her performance. She's one of my favorite Bond girls, and I think this was her first English language film. I don't know if she was. I think maybe dubbed a little bit, but I think I really, I really like her performance in the movie, and also just this you know when it's revealed that bond killed someone that she was in a relationship with i think you kind of i like the sort of dynamic of that relationship that they have is like okay we're gonna do this but once this is over i am going to kill you i thought that's it sort of has a nice little i, I don't know yeah. i liked that little sort of conflict that those two characters have it makes for like some real like excitement in, in the film she also gets to wear one of the great on dresses, which is that black, uh, blue, dark blue cocktail dress she wears in the uh, casino scene that she then has to wear in the desert. Yeah, um, reminds that me that little... moment where the two of them walking in black tie in the desert is yeah. obviously one that is referred to in um, Quantum of Solace, but this yeah. is the original one. It's it's a great image. Um, she's she's terrific. Uh, Kurt Jurgens is one of the great bad guys in all of Bonds mm -hmm. and the Bond I mean, Kurt Jurgens is just like just such a brilliant actor, and yeah. uh, uh, he could play any role. Um, it has that brilliant kind of gravelly German voice. Um, he dies. It, 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 he doesn't do well at the no, end, but doesn't. I think the fact that he is kind of crap and doddery and wears his like one piece and and is you know relies on other people to do his dirty work for him is that's in keeping with the Bond villain. You know, yeah. Goldfinger is also no like you know he's not exactly physically fit. So um, yeah, and then uh, you know it's Bernard Lee's penultimate. Um, Bond film, yeah. you know, you've got your, your classic trip, triptych of Desmond Llewellyn, Lewis, Maxwell, Bernard Lee, and Walter Gotell has a big role in this. I think this is the first time we see General Gogol. Yeah, no, well, I think, yeah, it is. It's the first time you see General Gogol. It's not the first time that we see Walter Gogol, because he was in from Russian no, Love. No. 
No, he's Walter Gertel's in the from Russia. Yeah, yeah but um, it was also the so, first time we see Frederick Gray, the British Minister of Defense. This was his Fred, uh, yeah. Bond oh, and this is one of the few times you see Bond in a naval uniform. Yes. And it's also, we see Robert Brown for the first time playing Vice Admiral Hargreaves. I didn't know he was actually in the film until watching it. And then I realized, oh shit, that's the same guy. And he goes on to play M in Octopussy. So maybe it's the oh, same character. Oh yes, of course. Could, um, be, could be the same character. Probably is. Yeah. Um, he's, the Rafe, he's the Rafe Fines of the Roger Moore Bond films. They probably didn't do that deliberately though. Um, maybe not, well, but I just, I kind of, it makes, it probably makes sense, I don't know, maybe they're not the same character, I don't know, but I like to think that they are. And then, of course, I think we've got to say a special word for two of the great um, supporting villains. Uh, one is obviously Richard Keel. Yes. Uh, Jaws. We talked about him last time. He's not used well in Moonraker. He's used brilliantly in this. Yeah. He's genuinely scary at certain parts. Yeah, the bit when uh, he when he's in the pyramids, where there's that little show in the pyramids, and then it like he yeah. it's darkness, and then it lits up, and there's like dur, 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 music and stuff. Yeah, like, he's, oh, that's great. That's so seventies. Yeah, I think that scene's pretty good, and also just like the bit when he kills the guy in the phone booth. I found that scene to be very creepy when I first watched it because it's just yeah, super it's, creepy. Yeah, I don't know. I also want to say a word from Caroline Munro, who's like a, a doyen of, of Hammer Horror, um, and she plays Naomi in this, the the, the, the bad babe, um, who gets dispatched in a bit that we will come to. Um, but yeah, so why don't we why don't we just go into that now? What's your favorite bit? Uh, my favorite bit in the movie, I think, um, I think it's the Lotus Chase. Fuck you! That's going to be my favorite <laughs> bit. Okay, fine. Can we just both have that? Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Lotus Chase. We haven't had a good car chase in James Bond since Goldfinger, in my opinion. Yes. Because the one in The Man, who, the man with the Golden Gun, we're going to come to that. But we're just, that's not good. The one in Diamonds yeah. Are Forever. I really want the one in, the one in The one in Live and Let Die is really more of a boat chase. Yeah. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever, the car chase is crap. On a Majesty's Secret Service, there's a car chase on an ice rink. That doesn't count. You only live twice. Not really like that's oh that the really that's the little Nelly bit, which yeah, is also yeah. awesome. Thunderball, no real car chase. So this is the first car chase we've had. He he he's he has to take down the motor motorcyclist, another car, and then the helicopter. Yeah. And then the car turns into a boat that has to take on the submarine guys. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> it, it works. It's still like to, it, it. It holds up strangely enough for you know a a, a newer uh, for. And also, the Lotus looks great as a submarine. It I mean, does. <laughs> it looks great as a submarine. <laughs> I love it when he. Has to market into <laughs> I think it's the first. Is it the first time that we see the guy with the bottle of wine and he's just like, oh shit. He's on the beach. He's yeah, on the he's beach. Like, what the fuck? Uh, who's on the? There's. I think I read on trivia someone in, affiliated with the production. I think someone's son is on in on the beach or some extras from the crew members families they're on the beach as well oh i'm sure i mean because they're all probably this is one of the great things about doing a bond film right is when you're yeah. not filming you're often like where is this one it's in capri or somewhere yeah um Sard sardinia or something where they're sardinia that's right sardinia um yeah i mean it's it's just like it's good stuff yeah um and also I love, really I love the gag when he's driving off the beach he just drops the fish out of the out of the window i think that's a nice little yeah tip. which is like hang on a minute i thought it was supposed to be water cycling whatever it's funny um yeah. the um okay so so we just love the lotus that's a great chase yes uh they what i also think to their credit they don't try and bring the lotus back in a big way they blow it up in in uh for your eyes only 
Um, yeah, and that's, that's really true. I forgot about that. The short-lived collaboration with Lotus, but um, I like that it's a. I like that it's there. There's some great Q moments in this film as well. Q's like Egyptian pyramid thing is 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 brilliant. So, what's your stupidest bit? Stupidest bit. Um... I don't know. There's not really that many bits that I don't. Th I think are stupid. I mean, the hot film. It's a Bond film, so of course it, it's all. Stupid. Yeah, I know. It's 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 dumb fun, and it's but you know it has that you know it's it's a classic you know Bond movie and things like that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of my sh the stupid. I think it's the. I don't know. I think it's the bit where Jaws kills the shark. He kills the shark. He doesn't jump the shark. He kills the shark. He kills the shark with his jaws, with his metal jaws. It's a little bit on the. It's a little bit on the nose it's that he's caught Jaws and he yeah. ends up fighting a shark. And he survives. Yeah, and and apparently when that happened, people cheered. So then they realized, oh, he's got a good, he's got to be in the next one. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I maybe mean, people hate sharks a lot. Um, yeah, apparently, like yeah. like the teeth that he had to wear in his mouth, like it was so uncomfortable for him. Like he only had it was it, he never had it when it was only during like close ups when you see him have it in his mouth. He never had, he never wore it. Yeah, it looks like a horrible piece of costume. Yeah, I think um, it kind of... Yeah, that is, that is pretty dumb. Although it's like, he is supposed to fall in the water. And I mean, I think it would have been better if the shark had just killed him, frankly. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, would have... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of enjoyable seeing him in the Moonraker movie. But then just where they take that character just feels like... No, could, it's, could it's, it's stupid. Moonraker doesn't need him and... Yeah, so I agree with that. That is pretty stupid. My stupidest bit, I think, is the bit where it starts off fine-ish, but it's a lot. It's like looking at it with the twenty twenty glasses, like where he rides through the desert, and it says like English guy in a tent. There's two English guys in the tent, and then it's all these like white women dressed in like Middle Eastern garb, and it's like a harem. Oh and yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's pretty problematic. So I'd yeah. say I'm going to give it a little slap on the wrist for that one. Yeah, I, I I forgot about that little bit. Yeah. Um. What else? What's your like favorite location? Where would you want to go? Oh, I think I'm gonna pick Sardinia. I think for me is Egypt. I don't know because I just I just want to go to Egypt. Just go and look up at some place like some high over the city and just go Cairo, <laughs> like, like John Reese Davis does. I know, I know. Um, which is that's actually like Tunis. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty solid. Who, uh, who, casting. Is there someone that you would recast in the film? It'd have to be some minor character because everyone else is really good. Um, you know, as we've described, everyone in the in the main speaking parts does does really well. So I think I would just um, I would recast um, the Russian guy that he kills. Um, the and uh, you know Anya's boyfriend. Oh, who would you recast him with? Uh, just someone like really distractingly famous, um, like um, uh, like Sean Bean, because Sean Bean dies in every film. Uh, or uh, or no, or like um, he was a teenager uh, probably at this time. You what? He was a teenager probably. No, I know. It's, it's a fake. If, if, if it was going to be someone contemporary, I'd do John Travolta. I'd be like, oh, wow, John Travolta's in this film, and then he just dies. Yeah, apparently, like a while ago, he was like, I think it was in 2014, he was uh, he was doing some, I think he was like some masterclass or some talk about his career or something like that. And apparently they he was talking about Bond movies and he apparently he'd been in contact with Barbara Broccoli about maybe being a Bond villain. This was before Spectre. Bond villain? Oh, yeah. I could see Travolta as a Bond villain in fairness. Yeah. You know, he, he could play like, 
he could be like the same sort of villain that he plays in the John Woo movies, like in Broken Hour or Face Off. Like, God damn, what a rush! Um, <laughs> okay, so who are you recasting? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe like I don't know the submarine, the American submarine commando. <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't Actually, know. I've, got, I've got the perfect person. He reminds me a little bit of Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Oh. Who plays Consta uh, Costanza? Yeah, I was going to say a perfect person to cast him with. Like great stunt casting would be Harrison Ford. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Oh, and coincidentally enough, Barbara Back did work with Harrison Ford in the film that she did after this, which was Force Ten from Navarone. Force Ten from Navarone. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I just, I, I just, I don't. Know. Well, the listeners don't. Know. Yeah. Um, which I just want to show that I'm just as big of a nerd as you. Uh, yeah. As which, uh, which also has. Uh, uh, Robert Shaw, who's also a Bond villain. There you go. Um, and um, David, what's his name? Um, David Byrne? No, he's just a guy talking head. Um, <laughs> Michael Byrne. Michael. Um, who is <laughs> an Indiana Jones. To Navarone. <laughs> who's an Indiana Jones villain. Um, yeah, you know, it's all a happy family. So, um, okay, so rating. What are we giving this in terms of martinis? I'm definitely giving it like four and a half i'm just gonna i'm gonna go and give it the whole five yeah I'm, I'm saying it's a i'm saying it's a perfect i might just take a little sip of the last martini for some of the stupidest bits but it's pretty much a perfect one film and the song is great <laughs> yes we haven't spoken about the carly simon song which is so good it's so cheesy but it works perfectly mm. I think... so people you may be surprised that we are giving this high of a rating to a roger moore on movie and one that has many many stupid things happening in it but trust us it is perfect for its time and its place um you you know you, you they never did better with roger moore they never even came close no i think they they really hit the high point with the spy who loved me and i don't think they ever really i think for your eyes only kind of comes close and then they yeah, no it's it's still it's a different league it's totally yeah different. i think for your eyes only could have been on the same level if they didn't have the stupid margaret thatcher bit at the end and maybe if they and the both out there at the beginning, yeah. And maybe if they, you know, maybe if they got rid of the give us a kiss parrot or something like that, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they come to the, 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 the temple or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, if that parrot didn't listen, that film would have ended right there. <laughs> it's completely stupid. Why is the parrot is the dis anyway? We're not talking about that film, we're talking about this film. Oh, yeah, we're going so. back again, but it's really funny at the end of this film, they said James Bond will return in Four Your Eyes Only. And we well, know they went wrong. Just yeah, because they realized because Star Wars was such a big success, so they wanted to get in on the sci-fi action. They're so dorky the way they do that, right? With this and the Jaws, and they're always late to every party. It's like, shut up, Bond. Just do, just do your thing. Just, just make good Bond films. Yeah. Okay then. Would, well, would you definitely put this in your top five? Well, let me see. Yeah, from Russia with Love, Skyfall, uh, Goldfinger. Yeah, probably would, you know. Casino Royale. Yeah, it's either top five or top six, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would definitely put it in my top five too. All right then, well, good stuff. Okay, well, let's get out of here. Yeah, that is uh, another episode of Bond Backwards. Uh, do check back with us next time when we talk about the man with the golden gun. Yes, because nobody does it better than us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's going to... That's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the man with the golden gun? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh. <laughs>
Come, 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 Mr. Anders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it now. This is oh, come, come, Anders. Let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got some things to say about that movie. But anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sure am, boy. Oh, there's so many bad things. Oh, yeah. they had to follow it up with Spy Who Loved Me. If they hadn't, if the Spy Who Loved Me hadn't been good, there would be no, be nothing left. The yeah. films would have turned into the Carry On movies. Anyway, that's all for next time. See yes. you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. Stinging in the rain. That's not funny, 007. Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Shocking. Where's Drax? Oh, he had to fly. Positively shocking. You missed Mr. Bond. I think he got the point. Right idea, Mr. Bond. But wrong pussy. You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. It's a Smith & Wesson. And you've had your six. Mm -hmm.